Hey church. Hey. We're so glad you're joining us today. We're in a series called Everyone. Yeah, our hope in this series is to communicate God's heart for all of humanity, but also for you individually, hence every and one. So we hope this week's message is a blessing to you. God bless you. That is the title of the, the series, Everyone, and the concept behind it is this, is that God has a heart that's so huge, it's for all of humanity, but yet it's, it's also just so dynamic and laser-focused that he has love for each one of us. And what he did, what God did through Jesus Christ affects the whole world, but it affects each one of us individually. What Jesus did on the cross, you know, it affects us eternally, but it also affects us immediately. You know, it's an immediate change that we step into this thing called the new birth. We call it salvation. We call it, you know, uh, our new covenant. And, and it's immediately effective, and it's effective for eternity. My goodness, that's pretty good news. One guy, in fact, it was David Holland said this, my good friend. He said this, if you're telling somebody the good news and their eyes don't pop out and their mouth, jaw drop down, he says, you're probably not telling them the real good news. And then I got another friend who's a pastor. He was ministering in a nursing home. And right in the middle of his sermon in the front row, the guy's, a guy's eyeball popped out of his head. And it hung there. And I know you come to the first service, you can get anything, I tell you. <laughs> And, and this, this particular friend of mine that, that's happened to him, I know him, and I know this stuff makes him very squeamish, you know? And he said the whole rest of the sermon, he said, I, couldn't, I, I, I just couldn't even look in that area. You know, the nurse was there and helping the guy. I guess they put, they put it back in, I guess. But, but anyway, I said, well, here's the good news is you were really preaching the gospel, man. That guy's eye popped out. I bet his jaw dropped too. And he said, wow, I can't believe this is so good. It's hard to even believe. I can't hardly take it in. But that's how... Good, thank you. <laughs> See, I got fancy with my iPad this week. You know, I had this thought in my head. I thought, I wish, wish I could write myself some notes on the side in my own writing. And I think that Apple said, what is this crazy scribbling on the side of his notes? And it, anyway, it means something to me. <laughs> so last week we talked about uh, the new birth. We talked about how the new birth affects everyone and it affects each individual. One of my favorite verses, I just want to recap it by saying this, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Apostle Paul said these words. He said, therefore, if anyone, can you say anyone? anyone. Say, that's talking to me. All right, it's talking to a couple of you anyway. He says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a brand new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. When you get in Christ, I'm telling you what, you're 100% righteous. You're, you're, you're in the family. I'm telling you, all that Jesus did is, is, is accounted to you right away, whether you feel like it or not. You're part of the group, everyone. With God, there's no respecter. Peter said it like this once in, in, in the book of Acts. He said, there's no respecter of persons. That means this, he doesn't just turn his back on some and pour out his love on others. I'll tell you, he pours it out on every one of us. You know, just let it soak in you for a minute that God has accepted you in, in the body of Christ. He's accepted you. He's made you to be 100% righteous. You're a first-class citizen of the kingdom of God. Man, let that just saturate your thinking and your being for a minute and realize you're important to him. 
talking about everyone. Today, what I want to talk about is this, is that Jesus healed everyone, everyone, everyone and everyone. All right. Healing belongs to you. Now, I'm not going to rush through this too much, um, but I just believe this, that just like we say that, 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 that Holy Ghost is here, he's opening our eyes, I believe this, that he's going to show us things in our own lives today. Now, I've, I've seen this over the years talking about healing, that in, in any crowd of people, there are going to be, there's going to be someone there that's, that's not living up to 100% health. And, and I would tell you this, this message is for you, okay? Don't let any infirmity that you're experiencing now dictate how you receive the word or dictate how you see your future, okay? Because healing is for everyone, but you don't understand, Pastor Paul, I've dealt with this all my life. Healing is for everyone. You know, as you get to know people, it's interesting, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you might meet somebody and have preconceived ideas about who they are and how they operate, but then you get to know a person maybe, and maybe some of those preconceived ideas have proved to be wrong, and you have to you know, really have to repent. You have to change your thinking about them. You have to, to, to adapt new thought patterns and move on because you've learned things about this person. And maybe you know a lot about God. Maybe you know a lot about him, you know, how much he loves you and everything. But maybe this area of healing is something that because of maybe past teachings or people you know or experiences or whatever, you've had a block where you think, well, you know, he heals some people but maybe not me. I just want you to be open, just like Pastor Stephen was talking this morning, not being rigid, but being pliable, being open, not to anything, but being open to the Word of God, being open to the Holy Spirit to allow Him to show each one of us things about who God is, about what Jesus did for us. Matthew chapter 8, if you will going to read from verse 14 on through verse 17. And, and this is a little excerpt of Jesus' ministry. And has a great, great passage here. It says, Now when Jesus had come to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So Peter's mother-in-law was sick when Jesus got there. What a bummer, you know? In verse 15, it says, So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. I'll tell you, there's no getting out of doing the dishes when Jesus is around. Oh, you know, I got a headache. I don't know. Boom. Get at it, man. But, but, but I, I love this, that, that Jesus, it was so nonchalant. This was not a big dramatic thing like where they had trumpeters come out. Doo, 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 doo. Here goes Jesus. Whoa, no. This is like living life. He's in Peter's home. This is the place you go and relax. You know, you, you take your sandals off, I guess. Put your feet up, you know, and, and, and take a chill. He just sees Peter's mother-in-law and she's sick and has a fever. He touches her hand doesn't even say that he said anything. He just touched her and the fever left her. 
goodness. Well, let me read on a little more. Then when evening came, they brought to him many. Can you say many? Many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. You know, and you could go back there to Isaiah 53. It says, you know, by his stripes you were healed. That's where they're referring, you know, that he took the infirmities and, and, and healed them. But, but here in one, one story, you see this, that Jesus had compassion on an individual was just not going to put up with sickness in the house. And then in the same story, he goes out and he heals everyone, all of them. So therefore, it's every and it is the one. It is the one. That's what healing is for, is forever. Say, healing's for me. Now, you know, I, I look at my relationship with God as, as like a journey, you know. And I'm learning more about him all the time. And I'm not judging my future on where I'm at right now, okay? And the same is true for you. Don't just hold yourself hostage in some place in time, but continually go forward. You know, it's been the message this morning that's been spoken is to keep walking, walking, going forward with him. Matthew 14, 14. I'm going to just give you a couple scriptures here. You know, I, I had to limit myself because... You know, there, there are so many. I, 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 my original notes, I just chopped out all kinds of scriptures here. But I, I give you one just kind of highlighting what I was seeing here. Is, it says, when Jesus went out, Matthew 14, 14, uh, he went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion, and he healed their sick. Now, this is a different story than by Peter's, Peter's house and his mother-in-law and the sick that were healed there. But you find this, if you'll read through the Gospels, that time after time, again, I cut the rest of them out of my, my notes, but time after time that Jesus would go out, he'd see a multitude, and it says he'd be moved with compassion, and he'd heal the sick. Jesus wants you well. Healing is for you. Healing is part of your covenant. Now, again, here's, here's a trick. Here's something the devil will do. Somebody's sick this morning, and they think, well, I'm just not measuring up. Hey, can I tell you something? It's never about you measuring up. It's never about you measuring up. He measured up for you. Okay? I don't grasp everything he did for me. Neither do I. But I'm on the journey. I'm learning more about him all the time. It's all about relationship. It's all about getting to know him, getting to know him and, and how to function in this world with him right by our side. You know, it's not just a Sunday come to church. Well, yeah, I met God in church. Cool. I'm glad you did. But I'm telling you what, he leaves out the door with you. He rides home with you in the car. He, he watches the football game with you or not. But yeah, he could. You know, I know they're playing. But anyway, um, but uh, God bless you guys. You're here during a, a football game. All right. There is one. Yeah. All right. So he went out. He saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion. He healed the sick. Mark 1, verse 40. Mark 1, verse 40. It says this. It says that a leper came to him 
imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, if you're willing, you could make me clean. Jesus was moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him, said, I am willing, be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. So there, there again, you have Jesus ministering to the multitude, being moved with compassion, but you have Jesus ministering to the individual. The truth is, is that anytime people come to Jesus with an open heart, something happens. Energy happens. Life happens. Healing power happens. Gospel power is released. And it hasn't stopped. It's happening today. Uh, you know, one guy I've read after, his name is Bosworth. What a name. That's kind of cool. But, but he said this, until a person seeking healing is, knows that it's God's will to heal him, he says he's trying to reap a harvest where there's no seed that's been planted. Now, I'm not a you know, farmer. I'm not even that great with house plants. But, but I know this, that for a garden to grow, you've got to plant seed. You know, you've got to plant seed. Well, here's the seed this morning. God is willing to heal you. He's willing to come into the area of your life that's lacking and say, let me show you where the fruit is. Let me show you where there's some abundance in life. Again, let this soak into you. Let it go into every part of your being. God is what well. Say, God's willing. He's willing to heal me. You know, it's an easy thing. Okay, here's a progression. You know, you might be going through life and you think, well, God doesn't heal anybody. He makes people sick, you know, for his glory. I mean, these are things you might, might have, people might have thought. Well, then there's another step. You think, well, I, I think he does heal somebody, some people. Well, that's, that's good. Well, yeah, I think he does heal somebody. Uh, you know, people somewhere have been healed by God. But here's where we're going is God doesn't just heal some people. He'll heal me. Okay. You know, for the gospel to work for you, it's got to get personal, okay? It can't be the other guy. It can't be who's sitting on the other side of the sanctuary. It's got to be personal with you. It's, it's all about Jesus and you. That's where, it go, that's where it's happening. Um, Mark chapter 9. We'll go here. You're part of the gang is what we're saying here. You're part of the the crowd where Jesus was moved with compassion. And I'm telling you what, his heart is directed right at you. Mark chapter 9, uh, I think I'm reading this in the message. It says, when they came back down the mountain to the other disciples, uh, this is Jesus coming down with Peter, James, and John, they saw a huge crowd around them and religious scholars cross-examining them. As soon as the people in the crowd saw Jesus admiring excitement stirred them and they ran and greeted him and said what's going on what's all the commotion well a man of the crowd answered teacher I brought my mute son with a speech uh, made speechless by a demon to you and whatever it seizes him it throws him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and goes off stiff as a board this is not good okay not fun having that happen and he says I told your disciples about this hoping they could deliver him but they can you hear this is it up there? They couldn't. All right, who did he bring them to? They brought him to the disciples of Jesus. 
How would it be this morning if we had a, a, a marquee, if we even had a sign out on the street? Not that we do, but maybe we had people out on the street in, in, and they were holding up big signs saying, come on in today. We've got, we've got eight uh, disciples of Jesus that have come back from the dead and are going to speak to us today. I mean, I think we'd have a crowd. Probably have the newspaper here. <laughs> Cameras and all that, yeah. But anyway, um, so here's what happened. This guy... He probably had the most, the greatest intention. He brought his, his sick son, you know, who's been tormented to these people who, who word had spread. These guys walked with Jesus. They ate with Jesus. They hung out with him in the, in the good and the bad. You know, the, they, they, they lived life. And surely these people have the goods to get this young guy healed. Okay? Would you get, would you agree? That's what, what I would think that. And, and here Jesus comes down from the mountain with Peter, James, and John, and he sees this crowd in commotion. He says, what is the big to-do here? What's going on? They say, well, the man says, well, I brought my son to you, these disciples of yours to heal him, and they couldn't do it. Now, here's the thing. I would imagine in that day, because there was a big crowd, there was a bunch of commotion, that were there were people probably there that day that that's witnessed all this happen before Jesus came, and, and they probably walked away before Jesus got there and had formed an opinion of what God was all about. Do you think that's probably fair? Do you think they might have? In fact, there might have been somebody there from the Jerusalem Gazette and goes on to write a big article that says, well, we thought God healed, but he doesn't. Proof, proof in the writing right here. This, this boy came, and he didn't get healed. Can I tell you something? You can never base your belief on what happened to someone else. Because the truth is, none of us know all the detail. I think these are good people. And they could have stopped right there, too, and walked away and says, well, I guess healing doesn't work because, you know, goodness, I've tried. I've tried. I've come to these people, these men of God, and nothing happened. But verse 19, it goes on, and Jesus says, what a generation. No sense of God. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. They brought him. And when the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to wreathe on the ground and foam at the mouth. And he asked the boy's father, how long has this been going on? He said, ever since he was a little boy. Many times it pitched him into the fire or the river to do away with him. You see, the devil's out to kill people, to destroy people. He says, if you can do anything, have a heart and help us. And Jesus says, I am. There's no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried, then I believe. Help me with my doubts. Hey, you know what? It's not about us being perfect. You hear me? I get crazy thoughts in my head. How about you? You know? Well, you're human. But put your eyes on Jesus. That's the key. Even when you have crazy thoughts, even when things, your, your head doesn't line up with your heart, Put your eyes on Jesus, and you'll get there. Seeing the crowd was forming fast, Jesus gave the vile spirit its marching orders. He said, Dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, out of him and stay out. Screaming with much thrashing about, it left the boy, and the boy was pale as a corpse. So the people started saying, he's dead. See, isn't that something, too? You know, when, once the miracles happen, sometimes it doesn't look like anything happened the way you thought it was supposed to happen, but hang in there. Jesus took him by the hand, raised him up, and the boy stood up. So healing 
belongs to you. Healing is for everyone. Can you hang with me for just a minute? Acts 10.38, uh, the apostle Peter, again, he, he was there when all this stuff happened. And he, he's preaching here in, in the, the house of Cornelius. This is after Jesus died and rose from the dead. And Peter said these words. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Peter, capsulizing the ministry of Jesus, said this, that Jesus went about doing good. Say good. He did good. He didn't do bad. He didn't go around. Do you ever find an account where Jesus laid hands on someone and said, I, I pray that you'd be sick right now for the glory of God? It never happens. But Jesus went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. So what are you saying here? I'm saying this, that healing is from God, is from heaven. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. Okay? Luke 13. I think this will be the last place we go. Luke 13, verse 10. It says, again, I'm reading in message. It says, He was teaching in one of the meeting places on the Sabbath day, and there was a woman present, so twisted and bent over with arthritis she couldn't even look up. She had been afflicted with this for 18 years. Is that a long time? Yeah, it's a long time. 18 years you can form a habit. 18 years you can form an identity, okay? You can think, this is just how I am, okay? So 18 years this woman was twisted and, and, and uh, couldn't even look up. And, and uh, Jesus saw her and he called her over and said, woman, you're free. So apparently this twisting and this arthritic uh, hold that had gotten hold of this woman caused bondage because Jesus looked at her and said, woman, you are free. And he laid hands on her and suddenly she was standing straight and tall, giving glory to God. The meeting place president, I like that the way he says this, the meeting place president became furious because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath uh, and said to the congregation, there's six days that have been defined as work days. Come out on one of the six if you want to be healed, but not on the seventh. It's the Sabbath. And I'm sure he said it with, with plenty of reverb in his voice. You know, this guy was the head, the president of the religious organization. But I'm telling you what, we never want to be is a religious organization. Okay. You see, he didn't have this close relationship with Jesus. He didn't recognize what God does. And it made him, the Bible said here, it made him furious. You see, healing and, and this kind of stuff will make people whose only thing is religion, it'll make them upset, okay? But if you're pursuing God with your heart and going after all you can get of him, hungering after him. I mean, you've had a taste. You see he's good. You want more. It's kind of like Brax when he saw Grandpa playing the drums this morning. He couldn't handle it. It was just beyond him. He wanted to be by his grandpa because he knew he was good. Yeah. And he probably wanted to play the drums too, I'm guessing. But, but you know, uh, so... Where was I? Jesus shot back, you frauds. Each Sabbath day, every one of you regularly unties your cow or donkey from its stall and leads it out for water, thinking nothing of it. So why, why isn't all this right for me to untie the daughter of Abraham and lead her from the stall where Satan had tied her these 18 years? 
And when he put that away, his critics were left looking quite silly and red-faced. The congregation was delighted and cheered him on. I love that. I would imagine when Peter was speaking in the house of Cornelius, you know, you ever talk and just have mental, like, flashbacks? I would guess he had a flashback to this, and he said, wow, here's Jesus. He identified what happened with this woman. He said it was a work of the devil that had her bound for 18 years, that she ought to be free. And Peter summarizing it, he says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. You know what? God's with you today, too. You know what? Healing is for you today. Healing's not just for the crowd. It's not just for the masses. It's for you. It's a very personal thing. You know, maybe you're not there yet. I've got areas I'm believing, you know, to, to have more connection with God about myself. But it is a growing thing. And don't sit down. Keep moving forward. Embrace him for all he has. Uh, we end every service having people come, come up here and pray for people. It's a biblical thing to lay hands on people that have sickness in their body, to, to pray for them. The people that pray up here, they have the knowledge of this, that, that it is God's will for you to be whole. Okay? Uh, and so, you know, if you got things in your body that aren't right today, I mean, you know, don't be embarrassed about it. Don't run from God. Run to him. Get people to agree with you. Stand in a place where your heart connect, can connect with him and allow his goodness to come into your life. Okay? Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.